0: summer children you found another episode of peep this noise the only podcast on the internet bold enough to ask what if you ate two foot foot-long spicy italian sandwiches from subway before recording a podcast i'm logan johnson and coming to me through the airwaves are my other hosts hi i'm greg marchant
1: And I'm Nathaniel Johnson, who has put his dinner on hold to have this podcast.
0: (laughs) Look, man, it's almost 9 p.m. at night. I don't know what to tell you. I have
1: Olive Garden shrimp and chicken scampi waiting for me at home.
0: (laughs) Man, much like 2020, (laughs) that's not going to age well. Um, So, yeah, again, another remote recorded episode uh, because of the corona times. Uh, But we hope that you're enjoying these and we hope that they're not too grating and that we do a pretty good job of scrubbing out the background noise. A bit of a disclaimer. Uh, my air conditioner at my apartment is not functional, or at least we don't have a thermostat on the wall anymore, so I'm assuming oh, no. it's not functional.
2: Yeah, uh, no, so that's my... a crucial piece of hardware.
0: Yeah, exactly. So my window is just open, and I'm like by a train station, and I live in student housing, so really anything could happen, um, and we're just going to consider that flavor if it does. Um, but yeah, thanks again for tuning in. We're going to be talking about the video game Florence this time. Greg, you picked this one out. Why don't you give us an introduction?
2: Okay, so I I was introduced to this video game by a now dead uh, podcast called uh, this uh, that odious beast gaming. Man, pouring out for a
0: real legend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, it it's just like a it it's just a mobile game. Um, it costs about three um, dollars. It's on Android and iOS, um, and so I, I downloaded it and I played it and I I really enjoyed it. The and the experience of replaying it was was very fun too. It's by a development team called Mountains. They are based in Melbourne. I I um, said last time at the at the conclusion of our last episode that they were based in Perth, Australia, but I, I was wrong. It's Melbourne. I checked that. Um, and it's kind of what what it makes me think of is kind of like an interactive webtoon, um, a webtoon with lots of animated effects and things like that um except for uh the game itself doesn't have a whole lot of text involved um so it's mostly like uh because it's mostly mostly animated but it still works a lot like a webtoon a lot of like scrolling uh scrolling down to get the story which plays out in frames that are laid out vertically and things like that um it's definitely really story-based um and one thing that i've noticed about it and that we're going to talk a little bit about later on is that it's the game is used to tell the main character florence's story it's not so that the player can create their own version of that story which was interesting cuz most of most of the games that i've most of the video games that i've played have been a lot more rpg based um where where you get a little bit of freedom to make some decisions, um, most of the time. Um, but that being said, um, one of the things that I noticed a lot through a lot as I was playing through it this time was that um, was that the music is even better than I remember it being. Um, I, it's kind of an important theme throughout the game. Like the the music is. The music is a big tool used to to help the the person playing the game understand what's going on in the story. Um, Music is what uh, within the story itself. Music, Krish's uh, Krish, the one of the other characters, um, the love interest in the story, um, his music that he plays um, brings uh, Florence and him together, and then eventually. Um, his music also plays a role in pulling the, the two of them apart. Um, spoilers. If you haven't played the, if you haven't played the game, go and go and play it now before you continue on be, before you continue listening because we're gonna um, we're gonna spoil the ending too in a little bit. so uh, you might want you might wanna go and dip out and come back. We, we will still be here. Um, anyway, the soundtrack is designed to draw the player into the story. Um, and I was wondering how the soundtrack affected um, affected your experiences that, for the two of you.
0: Well, I'm glad you asked that, Greg. Do you like that? That's my uh, kind of like late night talk show energy that I'm bringing to this podcast. <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked, Greg. Uh, no, but seriously, this is a game that kicks off with saying, uh, make sure you're wearing headphones for this. Yeah which is not a normal thing for a game to do. In fact, when I booted Animal Crossing, the only thing it suggested I do with headphones was listen to an audio book. Um, that's not true, but that's what I do when I play Animal Crossing. Uh, not a lot of games require that, this much dedication, I guess. To So act real quick, I've
1: played a fair amount of mobile games, and that's actually really normal in my experience with mobile games, um, is for them to say, you should play this one with headphones. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, it's a yeah, uh, I... it's part of the and <sighs> real quick, I think it might be worth putting mobile games into like two types of genres being the this is a free mobile game and this is a paid mobile game mm. and any of the paid mobile games, uh, which sometimes you can get for free, but generally any of the paid mobile games, that's where that's more likely to be found is for a paid one Um, for one that is free, though, they they're going to make their revenue off of the ads that play between levels and things like that, and so they're not super concerned about telling an engaging story. They're concerned about getting you to play as much as the game as many times as off as you can. Whereas Florence is like, yeah, this game's going to take you half an hour to an hour,
2: and we're okay with that. Yeah, I I didn't know that about uh, about mobile games in general. I don't, um, or at I... least that's been my experience. Maybe it's not
1: true, but it's been true of my experience okay yeah i don't about mobile
2: games in general
0: it hasn't been my general experience but most of mine has been like apple arcade games which is mm. like a very different kind of mobile experience some of them are more story-based but i think they know if you're there then you're there to play a game and so i don't think they bother too much with with that as opposed to a lot of mobile games people go to to kind of earn time
2: right yeah I can definitely understand why on this game they uh they said put the uh put your headphones on. Yes. Because uh it um they the music uh as I was as I was scrolling through the credits at the end I noticed um probably about half of the half of the like individually listed names on there seemed to be involved in music huh. rather than anything else. That I mean that's obviously Throwing out like getting rid of like, uh, studio uh like the names of studios and right. different production companies and stuff like that. But the as far as the individuals, there were a lot of people involved in the music on this thing.
0: Yeah, I remember. So the first time I played this game was sitting on a chair in my tiny apartment in Provo, Utah, uh, with my roommate. Steven. Hey, bless up if he's listening. What a cultural icon he is and will continue to be perennially. Um, He was kind of doing some handstands in the room next to me, so every (laughs) three or four minutes I'd hear like a thud next to where I was trying to play this game, which was like a really interesting way to experience it. And so for me, the music of this game, the first time I played it was almost like a, and I mean this in the most abstract and also literal sense, like an escape from the situation I was in. Not that like that pounding was like horrendous or terrible, but it, it literally pulled me out of the tiny room that I was sitting in and into another world. I think of the sequence mm-hmm. in Florence where she first hears Krish's music for the first time, and she literally levitates and floats toward him. Um, I didn't get a response from that. I'm assuming that's what happens in this game, right? I'm not. That- no, I yeah, just no, I that, smiled that. really big when oh, you okay. said. <laughs> uh,
2: no, I I liked that part too. I um as I was as I started um. Tapping on the musical notes at that part, I started as the uh, as the music started to pick up and swell. I was actively trying to tap on as many musical notes as I could, so that it would feel like it was building up super fast. Oh yeah, like totally. It really drew me in there.
0: <laughs> totally. Where, uh, yeah, I I really liked that sequence, and and in a lot of ways, that's what the music of this game did to me. Right, is it picked me up and it pulled me and it moved me. Um, another musical moment that really got me is the kind of sadder music that plays um as mm. you have the discussion so so i guess spoiler for anybody who didn't listen uh one of the mechanics that you do when you're you play as florence ostensibly having a conversation with krish her boyfriend oh, yeah. uh, is you put a puzzle piece into a dialogue box and you match up puzzle pieces to uh, to make the conversation work. I use that in the biggest scare quotes, right? But to create a flowing wonderful conversation and and when things start to break down between Florence and Chris, which I guess conceptual pitch that's what this game is about um, and when things break down in that relationship you start getting handed puzzle pieces that don't match up <laughs> which is uh something else we're going to talk about later but the the soundtrack in that is mm-hmm. is particularly sad it could have been a little more aggressive and then kind of gone for like an angry communication breakdown but they didn't and i really appreciated that
2: yeah what about you Nathaniel did any um did any uh, musical moments kind of uh, really catch your emotions? There
1: there wasn't any one particular thing that stood out, but I realized at some point that I'd been listening to a lot of cello music in this game, uh, which was obviously appropriate because that's the instrument that Krish plays. Um, and I'm not sure when I realized that, but I'm like, oh, there's a lot of cello and I kind of dig it and they use the cello i realized in a ton of different ways like they used it with a more electric feel they did the like that thing that you do with the cello where you like kind of like drum on it while you play it to like make it a second instrument
2: do you mean like drum on the body of it yeah 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 that's that's just kind of an improvised percussion sort of thing yeah it it comes up in lots of styles of music uh flamenco is a there's one in particular. Flamenco guitars have, like, special reinforcement built into them so that you can really smack on them as you're strumming. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, and they've but yeah, got... A, but they use, they use the cello in basically every way you can use a cello and still have it be recognized by the listener
2: mm-hmm. as
1: being a cello. And I thought that that was really cool. Not that I thought any individual moment was cool, but that the whole combination and usage of the same
2: thing in different ways was really cool. Yeah, they're... Um, it it's definitely impressive how they how they do both um sad and happy. At least to me, it was really impressive how they got both the sad and the happy stuff going on the cello. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
2: like uh like the scene Logan referenced before, where uh where um Florence starts levitating as she hears uh Chris's um Chris's cello playing as he's just out in a out in a park playing uh playing his cello. And then there's also um, there's also uh, those moments where their where their relationship is uh, is on the is on the downs and there's a lot of plucked cello um, where it's uh, that that was the thing I noticed that I noticed is there was some uh, there was some uh, plucking and rather than using the bow and that was that was a cool little difference so yeah I get what you're saying there um, one of the one of my favorite chapters in there, I think it's a chapter, it's called Erosion. Mm-hmm. For for our listeners, when you go and play this game, hopefully you have already at this point, like we said earlier. But um, the, uh... It will
1: take you less time than it will take to listen to this episode.
2: Yes, it will. Um... <laughs> yeah, we have a gift. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, there's a section that's named Erosion. The, each of the, There are different acts in it. I think there are four acts. And each of them have chapters inside, and this is one of the chapters. Um, there's a part where, um, there's a part where you get to spin a clock, like spin the hands on the clock to make a, to watch like a time lapse of, uh, of Florence and Krish growing apart. That really got me with the, uh, with the music, how it changed the further the further along you made that time lapse go.
0: Yeah, um, what's really that, cool. Oh, sorry. That really dropped.
2: hurt. <laughs> sorry, no, go ahead. That just really hurt when I was when I was just seeing that happen. It it just really got to me. Sorry, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say one of the painful parts of that sequence is that you have some degree of control to the speed at which you turn forward time. Yeah. <laughs> and so you get trapped in this terrible cycle, which is okay, I'm watching I I you know, we've all watched dramas, right? Um but if you sit down to watch, say, a marriage story or something of its ilk, you don't have any control over which the speed of, of the drama unfolds, right? Mm-hmm. There are sequences in any drama which are painful to watch, right? But very few dramas say, okay, now you decide how quickly you want to watch this. <laughs> um, I have a... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Which is just a hard thing to deal with. and And the music that changes as that speeds along... Uh, is also a, a very poignant part of that, I think.
2: Yeah. I've, uh... I did
0: not have that same reaction that you guys had.
2: Oh, you didn't? Tell, tell no, me No, I mean,
1: I just... Like, I, on some level, I appreciated the same thing as you guys did. I just didn't have that same kind of emotional reaction. I had a very different emotional reaction. Mm. No, I had a similar emotional reaction at a different point, which... We'll talk in depth about that point, I am sure, because I've got a lot to say on it. But uh, that part didn't bother me because I assumed that this was just a hiccup in their love story.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Because yeah, man, that's well, it's West, huh? That's the thing. Like, that's the thing that happens in stories, right? Is yeah. they do get back together because there's nothing wrong with Chris or Florence from what we can tell. Mm-hmm like it's not like he's abusive or she's constantly like lying and like you know seeing other guys and things like that like they are fine they're just not working out um and so you just assume or at least i assume that when you see a scene like this where it's a bunch of like hurt and drama that they're gonna get back they're gonna get past this it may take a minute but they'll get past it
2: Uh, okay I can I can see how I can see how you could get that impression. I I never got that impression when I was when I was playing it. But then I uh, but then I also wasn't really wasn't really sure. Um, I I was I was so kind of caught up in the game that I didn't really see the ending coming at all when it when mm. it, the first time I played through it. Um, I have I have an example of. Uh, Another example to go with that clock thing of you have control over the pace of what happens. this This is how much I got into this game this time. Uh, the following like the following uh, mini game that you get to do after that is erasing the golden glow from uh, from Florence's image of Krish. And there's just this picture on there that's her reminiscence of him uh, of him playing that playing his cello that day in the park. And you get to run your finger across the image and slowly erase the golden glow that it has and then uh and then start to see him the way he is now stressed out and working on his music and trying to get into uh or trying to succeed in his um in his music studies and as I was doing that, I slowly like went around the whole picture so that it w- so that i would I wouldn't have to see his face until the very end. Cause I was just like, no, Chris, no, <laughs> I don't want to see you differently.
0: It doesn't help too, that that Florence and Chris are really actually a cute couple. Yeah. Um, that makes this really hard. I think we've drifted a little bit into uh, the second question you put here, Greg, which was talking about which mini games we really liked. Yeah. Um, So I have three. I'm going to kind of breeze through them just in the interest of time. Oh, good, because I've got three too. Oh, boy. Well, all right. Here we go, I guess. Uh, So let's start out with uh, one that I think we can all agree on, which is um, one of the very first things game tasks you with doing is uh, brushing your teeth, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which is exceptional because uh people really just need to play this game but Florence is not happy while you brush her teeth. <laughs> I wouldn't say she's sad either. but, no, like, but she's she not has happy. RBF in the strongest way. <laughs> yeah. Like she she's not unhappy but she looks ticked. <laughs> like she just kind of is like moping while she brushes her teeth. It's exceptional and you can brush the teeth as fast or as slowly as you want like many of the mini games in this game. Um, that I think are really interesting. We also talked a little bit about the um, puzzle pieces in conversation, which is another mini game of mine that I really loved. Um, I do not want to spend this too is much one of more... mine too. Oh, do you have more to add than what we've already discussed? Yeah,
1: I've got one more thing to add. Um, I noticed particularly when you, at least in the fight that I was having. Um, so we talk. We've talked about control in this game and how you do try because it's a game to exert some sort of narrative control over their lives. Um, and when they were fighting, I did I was doing my absolute best. You know how when they start fighting the image tilts, depending on who said what or who most recently <laughs> yeah. spoke? Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing my best to like make sure not to outpace Krish. Because I in my mind I was like, if I can keep them balanced then it's good. And so I don't know if this As is long as fighting. we
0: insult ourselves equally, this marriage will work. <laughs> right. And so <laughs> this I house don't, house don't fall unless the bones are bad.
1: i I don't know if the mechanic was a result of that i ran into was a result of trying to do that or if this is just how the game would have played but i noticed that as the fight kept going on the pieces of the puzzle got simpler and simpler and fewer and fewer until it was just one bar that i put in place Mm -hmm. and for me at least whenever i've had fights with my wonderful wife um that's how it is like You stop having to think about what you're saying, and things just start coming out. And they're not good things, but they do just start coming out. And they start coming out quicker and faster and easier to say. Um, And it was very uncomfortable to have that thrown back at me in a very abstract sense.
2: Yeah, especially in contrast to earlier in the game when the same thing happens as uh florence becomes more and more comfortable talking to krish
0: and the gate and it's like a happy thing dates yeah 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 yep. man this game freaking hurts <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does it just makes me want to listen to that johnny cash song <laughs> um okay so moving on to my third favorite minigame Uh, this one's a little different, but it's actually super, super important to the tone of the game because you did say that this is, Nathaniel, you said this is a game where you try to control the elements of the story. Uh Um, for me, this is pointedly not that game. Um, this is a game that handholds. This is not a game that has branching narratives in it. Um, things don't change for Florence depending on how well you do at brushing your teeth. Um, but the thing is video games are often... In fact, one of the things that people use to define games in general, specifically the (laughs) Greg's like, we'll keep it simple, but I'm going to reference a really famous game uh, theorist who or a game studies writer named Jesper Yule, who wrote that one of the defining features of a game is that it valorizes an outcome, right? So according to, to Yule's description, this isn't even a game technically in the proper sense of the word, right? Because there are no differing outcomes and it doesn't valorize either of them. Uh, which is what makes it more kind of what you like you were saying, Greg—an interactive webtoon or maybe a visual novel, right? Yeah. Um, but one of the things that's really interesting is it, it, it is pitched as a game, right? And one of the most important mini-games, in my opinion, to let you know that this is not the case is uh, the mobile phone social media video <laughs> game that she plays while on public transit. Um, Where she yeah. can
1: either like or retweet, and nothing else. Yes.
0: Yep. <laughs> well, okay. You should learn this. This is a valuable lesson about Twitter, Nathaniel. Like my tweets or retweet them, nothing else. <laughs> Do not pass them by. Um, but more importantly, one Do of the things. Do not comment that, either. <laughs> one of the things that happens when we start talking about the ontology of video games, um, the way that you're supposed to inhabit a video game, the way that you're supposed to be, the way you're supposed to exist in that space um there are rules there are are general ontological rules that apply to all games almost exclusively right and one of those is that there are right choices right and so sitting there and playing this (laughs) game i thought to myself oh what will be the significance of liking versus retweeting should i like this post should i retweet this post how will this turn out for me right not yet grasping Mm -hmm. that this is a game not a game about variable outcomes
2: right yeah um has the um there there's only one element of the game that actually has any bearing that shows up later in the game. It's when you draw the picture um okay. your butterfly picture mm-hmm. shows up later in the game, yes, but I noticed this time that even like when you move krish's stuff into her apartment later on when you go to move his stuff out it's not the it's not the same as the way you set it up, right. So and that's, I like think, they...
0: intentional, which is another great commentary I... that this yeah. game does.
1: That's it... my second favorite mini game. so we'll talk about that more in depth in a minute.
0: Okay. I'll, anyway, I'll go up. ahead.
2: Sorry, I was just yeah. making a comment there.
0: No, you're good. I'll wrap up real quick with my thoughts on this. Is uh, It ends up being a really cool commentary on actual social media, which is to say, <laughs> say that it doesn't matter if you like or retweet or do nothing at all, <laughs> right? It doesn't well, did matter. did you
1: guys that... notice... That game actually comes up twice. Yes. And the pictures that you have to tweet or like are the exact same pictures <laughs> yes, from the, the first time. Yeah. like The only thing that's different is Florence's emotional state. Everything else is exactly the same.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, so it's I think it's useful in that way and important. And then the other thing that I, again, to reiterate, I think it really establishes the ontology of this game and it teaches you how to be. In this game, how you exist, what role you play in the game, which I think is really really cool.
2: Yeah, They're, this um, these developers did a really good job, cluing the uh, cluing the player into uh, to how their game is supposed to be played, um, making it really seamless. It was it was really fun. Yeah. Um, so Nathaniel, what what were your other two favorites? So there was the
1: moving in slash moving out minigame Um, I'm gonna count those as the same mini game, even though they're not. But they are. Yeah. Um. And I want to focus on the moving
2: in part. Oh, here's our special guest. Special guest, as always. Special guest, as always. My uh, my clock on the wall is gonna play us a song while Nathaniel finishes his thought.
0: Yep. You know what we should Um, do? We should start a segment whenever this happens. (laughs) Like, oh, you know what that (laughs) means? It's time for listener (laughs) mail. (laughs) Be very
2: funny. dang that'd be so good listeners send us some mail so we can do that (laughs) It would be at different times each uh, each episode because we never start recording at exactly the same time no see that's like the clock always rings on the
0: it's a little game of podcast roulette (laughs) (laughs)
2: listeners you can figure out when we record this episode uh uh when in the hour we started this episode if uh if you hear the clock goes off because it always rings five minutes before the hour because i haven't bothered to fix its time
0: <laughs> that's very and good every time it rings the entire podcast stops the gaieties cease the revelries die and we all you, stand you know what it is though? horrible terror you... until the mask of red death comes and kills us no yes. i was gonna Sorry. say
1: every time you hear a, a a clock bell a podcaster gets his wings um it hasn't
2: That just means me a
0: podcaster yet, slams a Red Bull. Wait, we had conflicting jokes. You're, yours first,
2: Greg. Oh, I was going to say it hasn't happened to me yet. Maybe I need to co work for Volkswagen, like in the commercial. <laughs>
0: oh, see, that's good. I said every time it uh, the chime rings, a podcaster just slams a Red Bull somewhere in the world,
2: <laughs> which is very good. Both of these are very both are good. good.
0: Man, what a tangent, huh?
2: Yeah, what a. Sorry, effect. bringing it back, Nathaniel. You back. were talking about moving in and moving out. <laughs> yeah, so when
1: you move in, there's a little bit of space for his stuff, but very quickly you have to start putting stuff in storage mm-hmm. or not unpacking his stuff. Well, no, because you have to get through his pile. Yeah, because she's she's
2: making space for him in her mm-hmm. life, and he's yeah. not
1: making space for her. But you're not putting everything of
2: his on the shelf either do you, uh one thing that you can do in the game is you can put some of his stuff in storage yeah yeah and yeah so... i thought
0: that was just a part of the game he has like an athletic trophy if i'm remembering right or something like that yeah or some kind of an award and i was like shove this krish like this is going in storage this sucks yeah <laughs> so i has, did that
2: he also has another toaster and yeah i always put is. his toaster in storage i picked the nicer I, toaster. oh i like toaster. his toaster
1: better so i uh, yeah. i keep it yeah, um, I kept regardless Chris's toaster. Though, it was better. There's, there's this whole decision-making <laughs> process of uh, what are we going to put in storage and what are we not? And maybe it's because my wife and I moved into our first apartment together at the same time. Like, one of us wasn't already living there. We moved all of our stuff in together. But I never had that experience. I've never, like, been living somewhere and then had somebody else come move in with me and had to go, okay, what are we doing with everything? I've already got everything in place. We just had to figure out where to put all of our combined stuff from the get-go um but the minigame made me laugh because i was spending so much time worrying about like because i thought that i still had control over the game's outcome in some mm-hmm. way i was worrying so much about like what to put in storage and what to keep out and then it gets to the bathroom and all krish has is a toothbrush yeah. and he just like puts his solitary toothbrush in there freaking um,
2: mood <laughs> i thought it was so
1: great um
2: that's uh that's a little bit of um a to a relationship symbol right there, you know, like two toothbrushes in a cup makes mm-hmm. a home. <laughs> yep. Six to ten um, feet apart as per C D C
0: recommendations. <laughs> yeah.
1: But on the other hand, when I was moving out, I was super deliberate to only try to grab Chris's stuff. I I did not want to grab any of her stuff. Like, I didn't want to hurt this couple any more than they were already hurting.
0: You should have just put your old crappy toaster in the box and <laughs> shipped it off.
1: Okay, but that's <laughs> the funny thing. I couldn't tell what color the toaster was. In... Oh,
2: his uh, his was, like, orange.
1: Right, but it's black and white when you're collecting all the stuff. The yeah, whole... There are, oh, there oh, are clues.
0: Yeah. You can definitely freaking shove your crappy toaster in
2: Christian's box. I did it.
0: <laughs> but... <laughs> I played this game vindictively, okay
2: <laughs> I should have okay I had a you know how he's got his like a, his cooking supplies that he brings and she's got hers there that mm-hmm. she has um I should have done what apparently one of my uh one of my former college professors said that she does with every guy she dates she says she specifically dates um chefs. And then she steals their saffron when they break up. No. <laughs> Wait, you mean to tell his, me none
0: uh... of those chef relationships have worked out? I can't imagine <laughs> why. <laughs> Not too much of a drag, but don't steal the saffron, people. <laughs> Swap toasters so, if you must, but don't steal the
2: saffron. I, so I, I should have—I um, should have had her keep his uh, keep his uh, spice rack and stuff like that. Would have been fun.
1: Well. This brings me to my favorite mini game. Okay, and this I I've got to set this one up a little bit. I had my wife play the game immediately after, um, immediately after I did. I was like, "You've got to try this game out."
0: And, and that's this was really the in only... the spirit of peep this noise, forcing somebody else to do a thing that you like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this was the
1: only mini game I actually saw her play, um, and it was Chapter 18, Let Go. Now, my experience with this is I kept trying to, like, hold Florence and Krish together. Because like, <laughs> you didn't the read screen. the chapter title. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I even got to a point where Krish was almost off screen. And I'm like, "Nah, I'm not going to let that happen. And I tapped the screen again. And Krish made his way all the way back to walking side by side with Florence. And the chapter title reappeared. Oh, yeah. Actually, I did that, too. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> um, and that's when I was like okay, that's a clear message, right? Um, But I tried so hard to keep them together. Um, And I watched my wife play, and she tapped it a few times, realized that all that tapping the iPad did was make Florence stop walking, and she just was like, okay, and just, like, let it play out. Whereas I tried to force the relationship to work. Um, And that's really interesting to me um, because I know – For a fact that I, as a person, like, if my wife and I were to ever break up, I don't know that I would ever actually get over the fact that we were once together, but I think she would, just, like, knowing our personalities. Like, she would get over it way easier and way better than I would. This Um, is getting raw. I know. It it is getting raw. It was a very raw moment for me, Um, but I can't let go of things like that or at the very least it's exceptionally difficult for me to let go of things like that um it's difficult for me to develop bonds and attachments to people but once they're there they're not going anywhere as far as i'm concerned even if that means i have to force them to work not a healthy attitude by the way um but it was interesting then to see somebody else play the game immediately after and treat that exact same moment completely differently
2: now that now that you bring that up, I'm remembering my first playthrough of the game when I figured out that was a mechanic. Unfortunately, this time I forgot that that was a mechanic and I just didn't touch the screen and I just let it play as a cinematic, which apparently I could have interacted with it. So now I'm kind of sad that I missed the, missed the experience, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you keep your finger on the screen, Florence stops moving.
2: That's... It's... This game was a great one for, for just moments that you could just feel on a personal level.
0: The, I don't yeah. know. The other thing that's really cool about this game is, like, this, is, it's so real in such a stupid way, and I guess maybe I'll get a little personal here, since we're all getting raw on the cast. Um, that was a weird way of saying that. I immediately <laughs> regretted those words. <laughs> but... um <laughs> Since we're since we're all diving into personal stories, I once went through a breakup that was incredibly brutal. Um, and part of the nature of the breakup basically mandated that we see each other pretty regularly for, like, the next three weeks, um, which was yeah. awful. And I don't mean, like, we saw each other at the Wendy's we both worked at, or we saw each other... <laughs> that would be wild. Or we saw each other in class or something like that until one of us, like, finally couldn't take the heat anymore. I mean, we, there were... Moments where she and I were one on one, we had to figure things out, and we had to to figure out the end of the relationship. And honestly, it felt a lot like that cinematic, where like, okay, we're finally walking away, and we're turning back, and we're walking away, and we're turning back, and we're walking away, and now we're turning back again. And then when it when you finally um, leave screen, if you will, when when you know the breakup is finally complete, it obviously sucks but much as i felt with this sequence in florence the closure is very very real and i thought it was cool how it how it captured that essence so
2: strongly yeah um my just to round us off for this section my my favorite minigame was um was the one with the ripped up photo of the two of them as you're trying to line up the line up the crinkled edges and complete the picture, they're also the ones that you haven't touched within the last ten seconds or so start to drift away. Yeah. Um, that one, um that one hit me pretty hard both uh both this time and the first time I played it, because um as as far as my personality when it uh when it comes to well, a lot of things I, I have trouble like I have trouble letting go of some things I have trouble letting go of like moments I remember where I did something really uh, really foolish that i uh, that I regret or that I felt embarrassed after I had done them um, and then I also have a really hard time letting go of um, letting go of sentimental objects that I associate with people that I've cared about um, and that uh <laughs> That that part right there, where the where these little objects that put together kind of formed uh, formed the recollection of these two's relationship, that uh, that that's what it felt like was giving up as they drifted away. It was like losing little pieces of the of the picture of who that person was as those little objects drifted away. And then when I finally got the picture together, and it still wasn't a happy still wasn't a happy picture when it was just a, a sad moment it that uh that hit me pretty hard uh, because of my my personality when it comes to holding on to holding on to things
1: thanks for tuning in to peep this noise um this episode <laughs> has been a bummer hasn't it
2: oh let's, man it's let's gotten, try and it's gotten real let's try and bring it back around. I had one more question for you guys before we end for the night. Um it has to do with the ending of the game, specifically the scene where um specifically the scene where Florence has just quit her job to to pursue her own uh, to pursue her own um business as um as an artist, she's selling paintings, she's having some success, and she goes to clean out her desk, her old desk at her accounting job. And there's a moment in there where you've put everything else away and you discover a picture underneath the keyboard that's her uh that's her and krish on one of their early dates um and this is the one place in the game that really kind of broke my uh broke my immersion um and I wanted to know if that happened for you guys at that point the fact that it forces you the game forces you to keep that picture hmm oh after everything else that's happened
1: it didn't break my immersion okay um so i guess going back to that chapter let it go where i said like
0: i try to it force go. things right <laughs>
1: let or it go. let go whatever it was
0: oh um, i know which of the two it was believe me <laughs> that would have broken my immersion um
1: but uh where i said like i have a hard time like letting go of uh relationships um that i've had uh, when I have had to let go of relationships, uh, what i found the best way for me to do it um, so that I can actually move on with my life is to explicitly hold on to whatever was good about the relationship, um, but only in the sense of memorabilia of some kind. Um, usually for me, it's in the form of some sort of song that I associate with the people that I had a relationship with. Um, Or several songs, usually not like a physical, tangible object, Um, but my way then of if I ever feel regret or sorrow at the fact that that relationship no longer exists, whether that's, you know, because, you know, I just don't see that person anymore or because, you know, whatever the reason is that I will just usually end up listening to the song or engaging with the whatever other memorabilia I have. And so for me, the fact that Florence took that thing and kept it was perfectly natural to me. Like, it didn't give me a second thought. I was like, yeah, of course she would keep that. Their relationship wasn't bad. Like, the only bad part was that it couldn't work out.
2: Okay. Well, what would you say the intended, like, the the intended takeaway from that scene was? I mean, I just assumed that that's what everyone
1: did, was just, like, you know, <laughs> held on to pieces of relationships. And so, like, I didn't think it meant anything. Like, I just thought that's the way it was, but obviously not, because it pulled yeah, you no, out that's of the ex- experience.
0: extremely not the case. Um, um, so,
1: like, for me, like I said, it was, like, the most natural thing in the world. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I read see, this
2: I... very differently. Go ahead, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, see, the reason that it broke my immersion was kind of like I alluded to at the very beginning i i find and like i talked about a minute ago i i find it difficult to let go of things but after going through this like really hard moment uh in the game where she starts throwing away and packing up krish's like packing up his things and throwing away her memories of him it felt really wrong to me to hold on to that one memory and not move away completely I wasn't sure. I I think I kind of got what they were trying to say there, but I I wasn't and I think it has to do with what you're talking about like holding on to the good things and not forgetting them. Um, but I didn't really like it exactly. How about you, Logan? Um what uh what did you make of her decision there and what do you think the takeaway was?
0: Yeah, um man, I'm going to have to get personal on this one again. Um but this game really did hit me in that kind of personal, uh, really strong feeling sort of way, um, which is probably why the guys at the old Top G, That ODSP's Gaming, recommended the podcast. I can't speak to their intents, but um, that would be my guess if I had to <laughs> kind of put put my finger on it. Um, one of the things that, that I, I really st- sticks out to me about this game, it, it's impossible for me to play this game and. And not think about people that I've loved and, and the way that those relationships have fallen apart, right? And one of the things that kind of sticks out to me is when a relationship breaks, you throw everything away. Uh, one particularly hard breakup I went through, she left the, the burden of throwing everything away on me. So not only did Oof. I have to throw all of the stuff she had mm-hmm. given me away, I also had to throw away all of the things I had given to her over the course of the entire relationship, which... You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I'm just going to say that's a power move. Um, <laughs> incredible power move. Um, yeah, well done. <laughs> you throw Gosh. away a, you throw away a lot of things, right? You throw away books. You throw away small gifts. You throw away uh, a diamond necklace sometimes if you're feeling really reckless. And again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, but you throw away everything. Nothing sticks, especially if you're very upset about it. Um, but there is. A degree to which there's a part of it, a really real part of it, that is always yours that you can't throw away. And there are people out there who will look you dead in the eye and will say in their most chipper voice that, oh, you know, this didn't, uh, this didn't affect me. I moved on. I'm doing great. I'm living my best life. And I will look you dead in the eye and I will tell you that unless there has been significant distance between that relationship, that person is lying. <laughs> um, there's just a part of a real true breakup. If you really, truly fall in love with someone, there's a part of that breakup that is always with you, um, like a snapshot. And and one of my favorite things about this is, you know, I, I like what you say about it breaking the immersion that you take the photo, that Florence takes the photo in this game. Um, But I would argue that that's the point because you don't have a choice as to whether you take the snapshot. You don't have a choice as to whether you take the memories with you. You just have to do it. Um, And you then have to decide whether you're going to live in a healthy way with those memories or whether those memories will break your immersion, whether they will be the things that pull you out of of real life, of regular interaction with your friends and with your family. Um, You have to decide whether or not they're going to drag you down or whether or not you'll use those kind of in the way Nathaniel was saying as a a way of reflecting on the positivity of it and the really good things that happened. Um, So this actually ended up being probably my favorite part of the game. Um, Not to mention, this is Florence, essentially, this whole sequence of her packing out of her garbage accounting job um, is basically her saying, I'm living my best life. I have the support of my mom, who is the true MVP of the game and i'm going to go be a better person it was a good thing that things didn't work out with krish and yet there is this kind of but there's a part of it that she can't leave behind and i think that's really cool sorry i talked about that for a really long time but this is to I, me one of the most important parts of the game
2: i appreciate it maybe that's maybe that's why the picture that they picked was the one that was captioned great day with krish like that it's a good it's a good message to take away from it and I definitely agree that her mom is the her mom is the MVP there. Um Gosh, that, I feel like such a tool always like pushing yeah. her mom off like on the phone conversations. Yeah. <laughs> that that was actually probably my favorite overall part of the game was seeing her have like a seeing her have like a happy relationship with her mom like especially that first moment where her mom shows up to comfort her mm-hmm. that that was that was pretty cool yeah I, that was pretty cool i liked that uh, i liked that a lot anyway so it sounds like you guys both uh, both enjoyed it um would you guys like to see more games like this like in in general i guess
1: the short answer is yes The long answer is I can't imagine more games like this. Um, Oh,
0: boy, do I have a list to send you. Oh, please do.
1: (laughs) Oh, please do. Um, But what I mean by that is like where they're so narratively impactful. Um, No, but definitely
0: would like to see more like this.
2: Cool. Logan? Logan? It sounds like that's a yes. You would
0: or have? Yeah i I love this game to the degree that I would not only shout it to the internet once, but twice on podcasts. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this is the great turn for anybody who's not aware of the top G history is that I was one of the hosts on that odious beast gaming, um, and I love this game. Uh, this is this was my pick for that podcast to discuss in one episode, and I I absolutely adore it.
2: Cool. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it, um, Logan. You want to take us out?
0: Yeah. uh, Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for uh, paying attention to our emotional backdrop of this entire episode. Um, Various degrees. I guess I got pretty real on this. So if you're still here after hearing all that, I really appreciate that. Please don't tweet at me for my garbage relationship stories. Um, Next time we're going to be talking about Isle of Flowers. Nathaniel, you picked this one out. You want to give a quick overview on it? Yep,
1: it is a 15 or so minute uh, film um, made by a Portuguese director. Uh, So make sure to find an English uh, dub where somebody is reading the narration in English, um, which you can find on YouTube. And that's 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 really all the explanation I can give of it uh, without ruining the experience of watching it.
0: Okay, awesome. So again, that's Isle of Flowers. We'll be talking about that next week. Uh, Please go ahead and like and subscribe our podcast if your platform of choice allows you to do that. Um, More importantly, we'd appreciate it if you tell any friends who you think might enjoy the show or might enjoy Florence about this episode and and this podcast. Um, If you do find yourself enamored with hearing my breakup stories or hearing me talk at the top of the episode about the amount of Subway sandwiches that I've eaten, uh, you can reach out to us at peepthisnoise on Twitter or mail at peepthisnoise.com is an email you can use to reach out to us. If you're curious about That Odious Beast Gaming, you can find the remaining episodes of that podcast in the podcast app uh, for Apple at That Odious Beast Gaming. You may also one day, if you're fortunate, hear a three-hour cast that jonathan and i the co-host he was the elder gamer in that odsb's gaming he and I recorded a peep this noise where we talk about our favorite games of 2019 and it's a bonus episode that you may get to hear at some point um so if that sounds interesting you, to you keep your eyes and ears peeled for the inevitable day where i'm when i'm sure i will release that uh, we'd like to give special thanks to Katie Davidson and the band Key Losers for allowing us to use their song "Don't Know Why" from the album California Light. That glorious and melodious set of tones is the bumper music for this show. It would be absolutely terrible and hollow and empty if we didn't have it. So, uh, if you haven't listened to it, go ahead and enjoy it as it sings you to sleep at the end of this episode. And if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and look up that album. It's absolutely great. Thanks again for listening to Peep This Noise, and remember, everybody likes bad things. So open up
2: your mind Get the wind inside